Hi, this is John Waits, and you're about to witness me talking non-stop on Straight Hustling. Hustle, and this is Dick Darren. Amazing show today. Sit back and listen. We got John Waite on the show. John Waite, the singer, performer, the baby's bad English. Man, what a what a huge career. Can't wait to talk to this guy. Been a fan forever. Got some of my favorite songs ever. Change, uh, Missing You, Isn't It Time? I mean, over and over, just hits incredible man the career this guy's had and like i said such a big fan can't wait to talk to him and see what he's doing now and uh i know he's got a tour right now so let's get some more information about that and uh without any more delay let's get john on the phone what's going on john hello how you doing great man very cool to talk to you thank you for calling this morning oh no it's my pleasure you know i mean um you get past eight o'clock in the morning and look at the things to do you know <laughs> so um, it's great to have someone to, to call up. How you doing down there? How's Nashville? Man, it's nice today, man. The weather's really good. It's uh, nice and warm here. It's going to be a beautiful day. Yeah. Might get out and ride my motorcycle a little while and take it oh, easy. Oh, man, sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, so how's it How's it there? Are you in California right now? Yeah, I'm in Santa Monica. Well, the weather's uh, always beautiful play. there, right? What's that? So the weather's always beautiful there, right? Yeah, 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 but it's it's always sunny, you know. So there's no seasons, <laughs> and it makes me uh, it makes me slightly crazy. But uh, <laughs> the good thing is that you know it, it's temperate. You know, like uh, but I'm only four blocks from the ocean. They've got a massive place, so it's kind of like it's always kind of nice. But after a while, you know, you just need a rainstorm or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. How about some snow, man? You like to get in the snow every now and then? Oh, man, I'd love some snow. <laughs> I'd love some snow. Let me tell you, I live for snow. I live for that. I like winter better than summer, so it's kind of a weird place to live, you know? Yeah, man. I, I definitely love snow. I've been here in Tennessee for, uh, you know, like 30 years, and I moved from Illinois, and it was a lot of snow there. Not so much oh, here, yeah. but, uh, you know, you miss. I miss the snow every now and then, but then when I get it, I'm like, man, come on with the warm weather. Never satisfied. You know, I get it. But, uh, yeah, like I say, I mean, I, mean, I used to live in Nashville and, and it, uh, it would get to like 105 at night. Yeah, so right. It was like ridiculous, you know. It's like so, really being trapped in that valley, you get a lot of, um, a lot of bugs and a lot of heat. Yeah, yeah. I got And it gets dry. Man, I didn't, I never knew you lived in Nashville. Very cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been coming out to Nashville. On and off since about ninety nineteen uh nine two or something. Then I was living there up to a couple of years ago. I was I was, uh, I was engaged. I was living to, I was living with somebody in Nashville, so it's oh, kinda wow. Yeah. 
Man, what a crazy trip. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Man, I gotta tell you, you know, I mean, I grew up listening to your music and man, I'm a huge fan. And, uh, when I found out I was going to be able to talk to you, I was super excited. So I'm going to tell you thanks again. Um, you know, big part of my teenage years, uh, and before growing up, man, you've had, you've had a lot of, uh, a lot of hits and a lot of, uh, great music over the years. Yeah. It's been a, a long and broken string of, um, music really I mean, it just keeps going you keep learning you keep moving forward you can make a record and you finish that record i mean i've just been playing um the new cox family album that alison kraus produced yeah and it went straight from that into the into rough and tumble my last my last studio record and i thought man i can do better than that <laughs> you know and it's only like five years ago but there's been a lot of releases since then because but every so often you just know that you can do better than you've done, so you just step forward. But which is cool. Yeah. You know, some people just stay in one place. That's and it, man. That's very uh, genius. But the whole point is to move forward and find that next chord, you know. Yeah, that's always uh that, that always separates the people that are driven and successful, man. They're if you can be on the top but you still think you can always do better and you're always just driving to do that, you know, just to one up yourself on the next one. Oh, absolutely. That's, uh, that was, uh, that's really what separates the men from the boys. I think, I think you can get very comfortable playing like three or four songs and being a big hit touring and stuff. But I mean, I couldn't do that. I just, uh, I'd rather stay home or do something else. You know, I mean, I think if it's not interesting, you're just going through the motions. But then again, a lot yeah. of people do go through the motions. I mean, it's, it's a business too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a cycle kind of like I, I'm the same way, man. I go, uh, Try to up, up myself and I, I get to a spot and then I'm like, man, you know, I'll completely change my career path and I'll go a different way. And everybody will be like, man, yeah, what are you well, quit doing that for? That's huh? life. Yeah, man. That's, that's living a life. That's what life's about. I mean, you know, you would hope that it's always going to be an adventure. You know, every time you get out of bed, something new is going to come along and you're going to step into it. You know, you would hope so. Yeah. But not lose track of yourself, you know? Yeah. But um, that's what life's for. So man, when did you do? Uh, when did you figure out that you were going to be a singer, man? Uh, well, I always sang. I sang around the house. Uh, you know, David Crockett would be on the TV, and I'd be singing along with the, with the opening. You know, Davy, Davy Crockett, and I'd be singing along with it. You know? uh-huh. And there was Marty Robbins. There was all the cowboy greats singing songs. Uh, and although that was an entirely different style, I mean, it was the Wild West, and it was about you know, being the lone man in black and all that. He was kind of wrapped up in rock and roll before I knew what rock and roll was. Yeah. Cowboys and Indians, you know, and the Cowboys and Indians turned into music, turned into rock and roll. And um, so it was a very seamless kind of progression. And I can't remember when I decided I was going to be a singer. I think I kind of was always kind of uh, shy. I, did, I just wanted to play guitar and, and be in a band, but not be the main focus. And yeah. I think it, I think I just got given the job because I could really sing. You know, I mean, I, I heard one of the babies demos the other day and I was singing my ass off. And usually, you know, that's so long ago, you think, God, man, I can do better than that, you know, but, <laughs> but I heard it and I thought, not bad, you know, not bad for 20, you know, whatever I was. And, and, uh, it showed a tremendous amount of, um, restraint. You know, yeah. some people just go nuts and start singing every note in the book. But I think of, as a singer, I've always been a kind of a storyteller, and I've always written songs that had stories inside them. So 
there's a karma thing happening inside of it all. The blues and country are really all there is. Uh, rock, as we've come to know it, is just like a product. It's like something that's that doesn't really have a, a future. It's just yeah. for now. Whereas rock and roll or blues and country is steeped in in history. It's uh, Chicago blues or it's it's Appalachian music or it's uh, 50s, 50s country. Uh, and then you get the Bakersfield thing, which is more electric. And then you get jazz, you know, you get, and a lot of things. But uh, it seems to be rooted in, in, in hymn music, Protestant hymns and the blues, as Dylan said. Bob Dylan said that. That's where it all comes from. Right. But there are a lot of people out there that don't reference that. They just listen to... So these operatic rock singers and things that that's what's going on. And it's huge, you know, which is cool too. Uh, but I look at that and I just, I just sort of see through it. I can't really find anything in it that's worth hanging on to. So, uh, I think I'll always be a purist in, in, in what I do. I'll always be trying to keep it simple and, uh, and communicate, you know? Yeah, man. You've, you perform, you write songs, and you sing. You know, you got a lot of people that kind of do one well, one really well. They'll, they might sing, and somebody writes all their songs or anything, but, but man, you do it all. And you... Yeah, I mean, last Christmas, I released, last December, I released a, a four-song acoustic EP called Wooden Heart. And I've always wanted to do that. And there was a couple of songs I wrote in Nashville and a couple of songs... There were covers of folk songs, you know. Yeah. But it, but singing with the acoustic guitar means means as much to me as plugging in and playing in front of three, four thousand people. I mean, the acoustic guitar is uh, is the boss, you know, it's the king. Yeah. Are you able to on your shows that you do now? Are you able to do your older songs too, from like Bad English? And yeah, no, we we come we come we, we really do a cross section of. Uh, we have to. I mean, there's such big songs. It's like change back on my feet again. Yeah, every time I think of you, isn't it time? In dreams, how did I get by without you? Missing you when I see you smile. We don't do when I see you smile. I don't think we sometimes go into it, but it's it's so produced. It's like it's it's not really my cup of tea, I guess. Yeah. But but there are so many songs that we have to respect the fact that people. Just out the stones. If you went to the stones and didn't do satisfaction, <laughs> you'd leave going, "Well, where was satisfaction?" <laughs> you know. I mean, there's a point where you've got to be serious about it and look at it like from the audience point of view. But we, I do allow myself to stop in the middle and do "Bluebird Cafe," which is an acoustic song I wrote a long time ago about the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. Oh yeah, cool. So we 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 stop, and me and Kyle Kyle Cook from Matchbox Twenty, he's on guitar. We stop and we do that song, and um, we even do a Vince Gill song. We, nice. I mean, amid all these hits and sweeping big electric songs, we we managed to make a show out of it and do the acoustic thing too. Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. I didn't know if there was some any type of uh, restrictions by rights and things for music. I didn't know if that had any kind of restrictions. Oh on. no, 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 awesome. none of that exists. Once you write a song and put it out there, anybody can cover it. So it's like there's a million bar bands out there doing it. Oh yeah, yeah, so, so. Yeah. yeah. So are you you uh you doing any shows in Nashville? Well, would love to. Yeah. But, um, 
it's difficult. I mean, it's very difficult to get paid the amount of money that it costs to bring a band in. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of bands will play for free in Nashville and just do it for for beer money, really. But when you're coming from out of town, it's difficult to to yeah. uh, come in and do somewhere like you know 500 seats. Yeah, you got to get paid to and, fly all that gear. Sorry. So you got to get paid to fly that band and all that gear. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, the hotels and sure. the band and the whole thing. But uh, Nashville is, a, is a, a kind of law unto itself. There's a million bands in Nashville yeah. that want to play. So that's the kind of, it's uh, a different culture yeah. when it comes to that. So in answer to your question, it's just tough. It's just real tough to find a place to come in and play. Yeah, there's definitely no shortages of bands here. So I guess that does play, uh, you know, there's so much, so many here. I could see that. uh uh, driving the price down on what somebody would be willing to pay because oh, there's so yeah, I mean, many bands. I mean, it's not it's not even like, you know, I don't know if you could even, like, put gas in the car, pay the band, and, and buy guitar strings. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty. Uh, you know, I mean, those kind of bands are sleeping two to a room and stuff. It's, it's, it's rough. I've done it myself. You yeah. know, I did it in London when I was playing the Marquee, the Marquee Club on Water Street. We played there once for five pounds between three guys and a roadie. <laughs> and, um, and then the guy who won the club ran out and paid us. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've seen it from both ends. Yeah. So I'm pretty careful. I mean, I, we play a lot and, um, and it's, it's a pretty great living really, but it's, it's the, the real fun of it is actually going. You know, it's like a, the flying part I could leave out. Oh yeah. The flying part, I just, I, I'm not a big fan of the airport or being searched or having to answer questions or, Sit in a seat for four or five hours, you know, but, uh, but walking out on stage with people that you admire as musicians and playing something like it's your last night on earth, that's about as good as it gets. Man, that's amazing. I, I can't, that's the thing with me. I hate flying, but you know, it's, it's a necessary thing sometimes to get reading to get. And that's, a, that's so cool that you've been doing what you love yeah. for so many years. Well, man. you get used to it, you know, you get, you start to like download a lot of audio books. Yeah. You get really good headphones that are noise cancelling headphones. You carry uh I have a briefcase now with, you know, things in it like a diary, uh like pens, papers, drawing stuff. You know, just small things, uh, that make it feel like you can get a distraction and you you know, a toothbrush. I mean you just you just pack a small bag that's got the world in it, really. And that's <laughs> that's where you can get from A to B, you know. The whole flying experience from the beginning to the end, I'm just not a big fan of myself. But well, you know, flying's all right. It's crashing. I don't want to get involved with. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot. <Yeah. laughs> I think it's all bad from the minute you get there to the minute the plane takes. It's great when you land. You're like, oh, thank God. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> it's worse when you land and you're trying to get off the plane and everybody's just sat there. Then they all stand up and they're trying to get their bags out. It's like, get the fuck out. You know, it's like, it's, uh, I just can't wait to get off the plane. But from that point on, everything's fine. Man, I'll tell you what a, a shitty plane ride would be, is to be on the airplane sitting next to John Waite and he puts his noise-canceling headphones on and you can't even talk to him. Well, that's why you buy the noise-canceling headphones. <laughs> That's a, that's a shitty story for somebody. Man, I rode next to John Waite, but I couldn't talk to him. He wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's when he put the sunglasses on and put the nice, nice counting headphones on. <laughs> yeah. 
I, and, and go to sleep, you know. <laughs> Man, do you sleep pretty well on the airplane? Uh, no, 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 not unless I'm really tired. Uh, and go on there, you're wide awake. If you're on a four-day run or something, you come back and you can pass out. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's exhausting. You know, the work is great, but it, you really got to pace yourself. you got to make sure you get to bed. Yeah. And you got to make sure you, you um, drink lots of water, take care of uh, making sure you, you stay stress-free as much as you can, you know, which is difficult. Yeah. Well, man, I know you've uh, experienced some highs and some lows, you know, through the years. But uh, I can tell you one thing, man, that you're really blessed, like I said, to be able to play something, be able to do what you love for so many years. Oh, yeah. There's so many people that search for the thing they love and never really find it. And, man, you've you got it. and really, yeah. you know, That's true. It. I mean, when you know, when you start thinking, you know, when you're getting down and stuff about small stuff, I mean, I'd, you know, when, as a kid, when I left art school, I hit London and I, you know, had jobs and stuff, and I worked in construction and played at night. And you know, it's a struggle. You know, it's a real hard struggle just to get signed. You know, I even came to America and and jammed about in Cleveland for like four months, then went back to London and and found what was going to be the babies. But um, man, it was it was a long time coming. You know, and a lot of sacrifice, sure. a lot of miles. But it's worth it's worth every mile, you know. When you finally get to that point, I mean, if you're uncompromising, I suppose you're going to be around for as long as you want to be. Yeah. If you play the game, you probably get about four years. Yeah. But I mean, I had no choice. I mean, I keep going off and writing songs, and hey, presto, <laughs> I'm back in the limelight. You know, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I bet it was tough getting dates and things though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about yeah. going out on dates. I'm. I was just joking. I'm sure it wasn't too bad for you. Oh no, it's it's always been uh yes, it's been a pretty uh it's been a great life. I mean, you know, I was married <laughs> for a long time, got divorced, got engaged, you know, broke up, got engaged again. But it's it's kind of a weird life. I mean, I think that if, of all the things that I've done, I think that was I've probably got that wrong. Yeah. You know, you think that I've got that right, but uh, I think with the uh. The hurly-burly of the whole thing, you know, it's like I kind of um, lost the plot for a while there. But you never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always today, there's always tomorrow. You yeah. never know what's going to come through the door. Yeah, that's one thing I could see would be tough on uh, family life, doing a lot of traveling and singing and things like that. Yeah. It probably yeah, gave you so. some good songs to write, though. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's ironic that the best songs are the ones about why it's not working. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> Yeah, it's like God's gift, you know. This is going to hurt some, but it's going to make you a lot of money. What? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, it's life. Yeah, right. You uh, you still talk to Neil Sean at all? I know you play with I haven't him. seen Neil for years. Yeah. I haven't seen Neil. We just finished with the messages occasionally, you know? Mm-hmm. But I haven't I just haven't seen him. Oh, wow, okay. Mm. I know. Uh, I don't know what he's doing nowadays. I don't know. He had a pretty good career. He's a little talented. I- He's out there turning around, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's out there playing with somebody. So you got a concert coming up in Orlando? I saw that on your website. Yeah, we got we got the uh, uh, what is it? The uh, Hard Rock, is it? Yeah, yeah, the Hard Rock. Well, we 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 just we we have like um, at the moment we have I think twelve, fifteen dates between now and the end of November, and we expect to have maybe five more come in, and that's about right. Yeah. yeah, we play about 50, 50 gigs, 60 gigs a year, and that keeps it fun. Yeah. Um, next, I think next year is going to be very busy. We're already 
we're kind of negotiating the tour, which is for the middle of next year. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's become easier, you know, because, like I say, you pace yourself. Mm-hmm. It isn't like it used to be when you were opening a bottle of beer in the back of the van going <laughs> to the airport. You know, I mean, these, these days around, it's, it's Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> But everybody, you know, you tend to enjoy it more when when the work's good. And as you get older, you know when the work isn't good. Yeah. And um. And you're more sober now, and you're older. You can oh tell. yeah. <laughs> you mean you you understand how to get through everything without <laughs> doing those things that young people do. Yeah. I mean, it's just part of being young, and it's great. I regret nothing. It's just <laughs> that it's much more fun now to to pull up a really amazing show. I mean, the show is the reason you go. Yeah. Nothing right. else. It's That's not right, for man. the, not for the scenery, and it's not for the wine. You know, it's it's for the women. It's it's something to do with that. The show, you you are focused on it like a missile. You know, it's that's what you come for, and you intend to leave them on their feet. Yeah. You know, and that's that's why you come. Where can you find the dates that you have? Yeah, is it, are they all on your website? If you go to if you, if you go yes to go to johnwaitsworldwide.com. Uh, all the dates are listed there, and uh, I'm on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, all right, cool. And so, uh, if you could mention that, that'd be great. Yeah, definitely. Do you um, do you go back and forth to England much? Yeah, I go back a lot. I go back about three times a year. Oh, cool. And um, yeah, you I got family my there. Mother's, uh, my mom's still there, so I I go back for ten days at a time and just you know hang out. I just go and switch off and, and just be a local again. You know, go to the pub, have a pint of Guinness, walk around, look at the castle, the canal. You know, it's a beautiful city, Lancaster. So it's great to see my mum too. It's his family. So I try to get back there and as often as I can, really. Yeah. Man, that's cool. That's a long flight. <laughs> well, you know, that's where the noise cancelling headphones come in. <laughs> and the... <Definitely>. Uh, <laughs> And the audiobooks, because, you know, if you fly Air France and stuff, they have a particularly good red wine. They have Chateau Neuf de Pop. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. For the red wine. If you were flying on, like, a different airline, you'd, be, you'd probably have a screw cap and it comes, it's, it's made in New Jersey. But when you fly in Air France, they actually have vintage wines and stuff. So, uh, I tried to get the right airline to make the flight. Yeah, man, I'm a, I've been drinking me some wine lately. I'm probably going to have some tonight. Take it easy. Yeah. Sounds pretty it's good. It's good for you. Yeah, that's what I keep telling myself. But my wife says it's not two bottles a day is not good for you. I was like, well. Two bottles a day is going it. No, no. <laughs> but a couple of glasses, man. If you keep it to set two glasses at night watching the TV or yeah. when you're having dinner, that's a great that's a great uh, level to get to. There's really not but like two and a half glasses in a bottle. It's not that bad. Well, you know, they reckon this, 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 this regular's like four. Depends how big your glass is. <laughs> well, there's like four, four glasses of wine in a bottle. So if you're drinking a bottle of wine a day, that's that's quite a lot of wine. You're looking for the handle. It's so good. I'll just fill one of them big solo cups up. I don't use the wine glasses. Get a straw. <laughs> I'll try to. I don't know if I'm going to try that, but. <laughs> so, uh, man, I hope I, I'm going to go check your tour dates out. That'd be very cool. I'd love to come see you, man, if I can. Uh, get some time off and catch one of these shows. I'm gonna go check it out. I saw the one in Orlando. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, if you come, uh, come backstage, and I'll, um, 
and we'll try and get uh, a bottle of wine and see if there's four glasses in it. You know, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll test it out. Each. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, I got some stuff that I usually do on here that uh, we just ask some questions. We call the hustling round. We just ask some questions, and you just say whatever you want to say. You mind doing that? Sure. All right. Some of them are uh, some of them are a little silly, but what about if you were elected president tomorrow, what's the first thing you would do? Uh, what would I do? Um, I'd make education mandatory uh, for all different classes of people, all children in America. I'd pay teachers more money. I'd pay them a civilized wage because they don't get that. Yeah. And um, what else would I do? I would I would get rid of anything that was toxic uh, that was in manufacturing. I would uh, get rid of all nuclear power stations. I would go to solar power. And um, I would uh, go for disarmament of nuclear weapons around the world. That's what I would do. Man, you got a lot of work ahead of you. No, it's not possible, but I think <laughs> the education thing is. Yeah, yeah. The education thing's a little tricky, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you want everybody to have the same opportunities and the same, uh, you know, the You same do. Chances. You're not going to have a better world without kids being educated. Yeah. As equals. And uh, the very unfair thing is that, that teachers love to teach and they're born to teach. And they do it for next to nothing, and they do. Yeah. And the teacher's wage is so low, it's an insult. And the only reason it's so low is because they can get away with paying them next to nothing. And they should make it mandatory that they get a civilized, decent wage That's because um, they do an incredibly important job. Uh, there's a lot of things out of kilting, you know. Yeah. A lot of things like the veterans, they should be better taken care of. Right. I mean, that the homeless situation should be annihilated. Should take care of that. But I think, you know, these are all social programs. These are things that that concern everybody. But but politics is usually about big business. Sure. Yeah. And the man in the street is is the last thing that people consider in politics. That's tough, though. Ironic. Man. It's tough because I could see you wanting to give everybody a good education, but then you got, you know, you got your your education stops when you're at school, and you still got to come home too. And if your parents ain't worth the shit, and they're not willing to step up and take their part. I mean, that's yeah, tough, yeah, man. yeah. You got to share yeah, some I of the responsibility. But everybody, everybody should know how to read and write and do math. Yeah, and they should have uh, a knowledge of history. And but with a computer, you know, everybody everybody's stepping up there. Yeah, it's more equal than it used to be. So. Onwards, man. Onwards. What a tough job to be a teacher. You're right, though. Wow. That'd be a tough job. Yeah, it's crap. It's really uh, no respect. And they do such a great job, you know. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. They got some good ones out there. How about who would your vice president be? Um, um, Joe Biden. Uh, Actually, Hillary Clinton. I was going to say, I'm available. uh, I think Hillary... I think Hillary's got a real good shot of going in there. She's been in world politics, uh, really uh, being in the bushes and putting in the miles and flying all over the world, mending fences and creating windows to to stop a lot more trouble than I think we realize. I think she's a good, um, she's good, she can put it across when she speaks. She's a very intelligent woman. And if, and if Hillary got in, uh, you'd have, the husband too, you know, you'd have uh, Bill. Yeah. Bill, he'd be putting his two cents in too. She'd have a double whammy. But uh, you know, if I was president, 
uh, everything would be completely upside down in a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd have a coup on our hands. Hey, man, she's got a lot yeah, of scandals yeah. going on too right now. She doesn't tip. I mean, come on, you got to have someone to tip with. Yeah, yeah. You saw on the news she went somewhere and didn't tip the people. Oh well, you know that's uh, that's okay. <laughs> All right, how about? I don't even know if you like any of these. How about Van Halen or Van Hagar? Ooh, um, Van Gogh. <laughs> Is that the next group? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just a good painter. Just a good painter. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about any of that. Really, I, I, I you know, I listen to sort of like blues music. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have a favorite heavy metal band, huh? Uh, not really, no. No Iron uh, Maiden or anything. Nah, I, I honestly don't. I mean, uh, um, I I just don't. Yeah, I mean, that's all right. Yeah. I, I really, yeah. All right, here's one we got for you. You're stranded on a deserted island. You have to pick one person to be with you. We got uh, we had Neil Sean, Ted Nugent, Megan Fox, or Rod Stewart. Uh, Megan Fox. <laughs> That's not a tough choice, huh? <laughs> Rob's good company, though. Yeah, Rob's yeah. good company. Yeah, he's a great guy. But um, but uh, you know. Yeah, there's no choice there. How about your favorite drink? Uh, a good red wine. Oh yeah, yeah. Cabernet, yeah. Pick a performer or a band right now that you would like to do one show with, if you could. Oh man. Well, we did the gig with Rod Stewart a couple of weeks ago, and it was phenomenal. We we had like ten thousand people on our feet, and it was, and Rod was great. Man, that was, man, That's I wish I'd have caught that. That'd have been a hell of a show. Oh yeah, no, and Rod was just great. He he said some great stuff about me on the stage, and I, and I thought, wow, this would be a great bill. So I would have to say that I think if I could go out on the road right now with anybody, it'd be Rod. Yeah, man, love Rod Stewart. Man, he's always been a classic too, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about your va- your favorite vacation spot throughout the years? Um, well, I, you know, vacations are, are pretty few and far between for me. Um, I can probably tell you I've been like on vacation like five times, maybe even less. No. Um, my life's a vacation. <laughs> uh, I think New York City. I would I was I spent twenty years of my life in New York City, and it's home no matter where I go. And the, the only other place would be Lancaster, England, where I'm from, because that means yeah. uh, just as much as New York City. Sure, yeah, you go there and relax. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, man, I got one for you. Your favorite Nashville podcast. Well, it's it's your it's your podcast, obviously. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> Every chance I get, I listen to it. Uh, <laughs> got, Dan Carlin, yeah. We got some good uh, people yeah, coming absolutely, up. Absolutely, yeah. Come on. We got some good people coming up. You should listen to us. Um, maybe uh, maybe we'll get Rod on here next. That'd be cool. Well, yeah, you know, come on. This uh, I love the podcast. I uh, I really do listen to a lot of podcasts. They're great. I need to get a. Uh, if I get a hold of Rod Stewart, I'll have both of y'all at the same time. That would really be cool. Well, no, he's 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 he. You know, you can ask Rod to do something like that, and he'll just show up. <laughs> and then if you ask him to be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He suddenly got a cold. You know, I mean, he just—he he doesn't do anything he doesn't want. It. That's awesome, man. But he's—he's he's surprisingly uh, friendly. He's a very nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, you want know, to mention that I got a new album out. It's—it's uh, 
It's called yeah. In Real Time. It's a live album that came out like a couple of years ago, five years ago. But we got the rights back, dug out a couple of new tracks, remastered it. And the Dylan song on there called All Along the Watchtower. But it's just hit the stores. Man, if you ever come back to Nashville, please let me know, man. I'd love to hook up with you. I'll buy you a glass of wine and get a picture, man. That'd be ah. fabulous, man. Well, you never know. You never know. Uh, so stay in touch. Yeah, definitely. I definitely will, man. So like I said... Very cool to speak to you, man. Thank you very much for coming on. Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Let me know when you're going to air this thing, and I'll and I'll uh, and I'll yeah. tune it in. I definitely will, and I'll let you know if I'm going to make uh, one of your shows, man. I'm definitely going to try to do it. Like I said, I've always okay, been a huge that fan. Okay, so. that sounds great. And I'll get the I'll get the bottle of wine ready. <laughs> all right, man. You have a great weekend, man, and uh, and uh, love all your work. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. very much. God bless you. You too. Bye bye. See ya. That's the show. John Waite right here on Straight Hustling. Nothing but amazing, man. What a cool cat John is, man. Check out his new album he's got coming out called In Real Time. It's got a lot of the hits from over the years and some new songs he's got on there. And, uh, man, how just, I can't even get over how cool was that to have John on the show. Just been a fan forever and hopefully be able to hook up and meet him sometime, uh, whether it's in Nashville or we can make a show where he's out on tour somewhere. And man, how cool would that be to show up for a show and Rod Stewart be there? Ridiculous. Oh man. So alright, for more information on Straight Hustling, please go to www.str8hustlin.com. Uh, we're on iTunes podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter. Check us out. And, uh, if you got any comments, please leave them. Anybody you'd like to see on the show, uh, please let us know and, uh, we'll do our best to try to get them on the show. So uh, I'm getting out of here. Gonna enjoy the rest of this day. Enjoy the rest of my weekend. Just talk to John Waite. Feeling pumped. Very cool. So if you ain't hustling, you ain't living. I'm out. Peace.